Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we continue along in the Gospels. What a joy it is to study God's Word, to, to see the things that Jesus is saying, especially has been right now he's being confronted with those who are coming against him there in Jerusalem. Remember yesterday where we left off, he's in the temple area just after healing a man on the Sabbath day. And those Jews had trouble with that because in their minds, they were he was violating the law of the Sabbath. And Jesus' response to them yesterday, as we saw, is the Father's working, being that the Father never slumbers nor sleep. And he says, so must I also. And so they really had trouble with that statement of Jesus because they accused Jesus of claiming to be equal with God. Well, you know what? That's a good, that's actually a right statement that they made, that Jesus is equal with God. In fact, they sought to persecute Jesus all that much more, and they got together and they sought to kill Jesus for him making himself equal with God. And so when we continue with our story today, we're in John chapter 5, verse 31. Let me read a few verses to you. Verse 31, If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There's another who bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. You have sent to John, and he bore witness to the truth. Yet I do not receive testimony from man, but I say the things that you may be saved. Isn't it interesting? Here are these guys seeking to kill Jesus, but yet he still has a, that heart desire to, for them to come to know God in order for them to be saved. And it really does speak of the, the heart of God here, that God's not willing that any should perish, but yet they couldn't receive it. Jesus made mention is the witness that they should have been listening to, and which they did for a while, was the witness of John the Baptist. Remember, John was a forerunner at best, as it speaks in Micah, a forerunner of Jesus Christ as one that would point them to the Lord. I often think of the ministry of John the Baptist and think of the ministry that God's given to me as being that, is to point people to Jesus Christ, to point people to the Word of God, to point people to the truth of God's Word. As Jesus says in verse 35 about John the Baptist, he was, he was the burning and shining lamp, and we're willing for a time, you were willing for a time, to rejoice in the light. Otherwise, for a while, there was many who were leaving Jerusalem and going down to Jordan to hear what John had to say and to be baptized. They were excited about the things that John was having to say. But it tells us there as we go on, But I have a greater witness than John for the works which my Father has given me to finish. The very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And so here he's talking about the works that he's doing up to this point, the healings, the healing of the lame man, the, the crippled, and able to do amazing things and the great works that he was going to do soon for our common Red Sea, you know, setting free the ones that were demonic, that, I mean, that were possessed by demons. The amazing things that we'll see as we go through the gospel. But it also talks about 
finishing the work that God had sent him to do. What is the work that God had sent Jesus to do? I think as I read this, I'm so often reminded of Psalm 22. In that beautiful psalm that was prophesied so many years ago, we hear these words that was again echoed on the cross when Jesus was on the cross there at Calvary. As he cried out his last word, he cried out, Telestelestai, which is from Psalm 22, that simply means it is finished. He finished the work. What work is that? The work of salvation. Because the Bible tells us without the shed, shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. In fact, John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus coming, walking along the way, he cried out and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. Jesus finished that work of the Father, that work of redemption, in order that we might have fellowship with the Father. And I'm so thankful that he did finish the work. In verse 37, read, we read, And the Father himself, who sent me, has testified of me, you have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form, but you do not have his word abiding in you because you have neither have you abiding in you because you have sent me him you do not believe. What a sad, sad thing. They don't have God's word abiding in him. They don't believe in God the Father who who sent Jesus Christ. See the word of God is, is so powerful, and it speaks about Jesus Christ. He tells them in verse 39, he says, you search the scriptures. It's not that you don't study the word of God, but you're missing the mark. You're missing the main thing. And I want to stop here for a moment and make mention of something, that, a new phenomenon that's going across our country, where they speak where the Old Testament truly isn't that important for us as Christian. I would beg to differ. I think it's so important for us to study the scriptures because Jesus here is talking about you search the scriptures and, and the scriptures that they had at that time was the Old Testament. As he goes on, he says, you search the scriptures for in them you think that you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me. See, by their traditions and keeping of the Sabbath law and keeping the things that they deemed to be right, they were missing the mark. As you look in the Old Testament, it says they speak of Jesus Christ. Currently, at Agape Chapel, we've been going through the book of Exodus. And what a joy it is to see Jesus in the tabernacle, to see the work of Christ in through so many different ways in the Passover. As you go on and on through the Old Testament, you see Jesus. And here Jesus is saying, these are the things that testify or speak of, of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you might have life. I think it's so important we understand that. The way God looks at us that we're currently outside of Christ, if that's where you are, you're dead in your sins. In order for us to experience life, we need to come to Jesus, and we need to believe that he is, and we need to search the Scriptures and understand the Scriptures and realize that he is the Son of God. As he goes on now, as we read here in verse number 41, I do not receive honor for men, 
but I know you that you are not of that you do not have the love of God in you. What a sad indictment against these religious leaders. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. It's almost the story that we see around us. We can find a popular speaker. He'll draw a crowd. He might have his philosophies on scriptures. He might have his own idea what he thinks it might mean. But they don't represent God, and that's what he's saying. You'll go hear somebody else that'll speak about himself and his own ideas, but you don't, you're not hearing Jesus. You're not hearing the words of, of God. You're not hearing the word of God. He, as he goes on, he says, Do not think that I shall accuse you, in the, uh, accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, in whom you trust. He says, he says Your problem isn't with me. Your problem is your misunderstanding of the scriptures. See, Moses himself will speak against you because Moses looked forward to his day, to the day of Jesus. For it says, if you believe Moses, you would have believed in me, for he wrote about me. Isn't that exciting? Next time you pick up Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, think about these words of Jesus, how they speak about him. As you goes on in verse 47 but if you do not believe his writing how you will how will you believe my words if we don't believe the old testament that's our foundation that's our building blocks if we don't believe in god's word the old testament how are we going to believe the new testament and so jesus here's tying a bow on it as they're saying to him who do you think you are jesus calling yourself equal with God? Well, the fact that he is God, he's part of the triunity, the trinity, as we like to call it, as he declares himself here in the scriptures who he is. I pray that this day and this week that all of us would grow in the grace and our understanding of who Jesus is as we all grow together. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.